Welcome to Author Voices On Air, and I'm your host, Rick Bell. Our next book is Epilepsy. If you can't do it right, just do it properly. Living with epilepsy has its ups and downs, the funny times and the not-so-funny times, but throughout there is always hope. By just getting on with it, one can make life genuinely easier. Learning to laugh helps, as does realising that others have the same or similar conditions. And joining me now to share his own experience with this condition is the author Gavin Hogarth. Welcome to the show, Gavin, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much. Tell us a little of the story of what inspired you to write this book. I know you you suffer from epilepsy yourself, but how did that in itself lead to you writing this book? Tell us how it all came about. Well, I felt that if I wrote about my own life story in a revealing and humorous way, other people might gain some help in their own motivation and it would give them signs and help themselves and could see that there was some light at the end of the tunnel. Now, it's clearly a book for fellow sufferers or if I can use that term, um, of epilepsy. But when you sat down and wrote this book, who did you have in mind as your intended audience or readership? Who did you write it for? Um, Epilepsy people in general, and more to the point, people with epilepsy that had just started to have epilepsy and didn't know anything about the symptoms and what to expect from epilepsy. One of the things I liked about the book, and this is, it made me smile when I'm reading it, as as you mentioned just a moment ago, is that it has a very light-hearted and, you know, often a humorous side to um, the story and and the book in itself. Um, But it also has a message. It also has a lot to teach the reader. But if you could choose one thing above everything else that you would like the reader to learn or take away, what would that one thing be? Well, just, I hope anyway, that um, what I always think myself personally is not to let it get you down, as just pick yourself up. And as I say it as well, don't get depressed, but just learn to have, well, basically a good laugh at yourself after you've had a seizure. And when you look in the mirror on it, you're like steaming with blood or something like that as if, oh, what have I done to myself now, sort of thing. And not let it get you down, but just have a good laugh at yourself. And that way, you don't get no depression about you. Give us some examples of times and uh, episodes where you've laughed at yourself and where you've thought, this is silly, or I'm silly, or, you know, and I... I mean that in a complimentary way. Give us some in, some ideas of the light-hearted side of the condition, if you know, if I can use that phraseology. Yeah, not a problem. Um, our old house, the bathroom was upstairs for myself. Unfortunately, when I went upstairs to go to to the bathroom, going up the stairs was a bit of a problem, considering that it was a long way to fall down. And many times I did fall down the stairs and managed to break one ankle and break both legs on the way down the stairs. And you find that as being something to smile about. Uh, I've got to say, admire, well, if, if that's the case, then I've got to admire you for it. 
what do you, what well, do you find is the biggest thing each day that helps you get through the day and makes you smile? Don't let it get you down. It just you can't because then it'll just oh all you can say then is how can this happen to me? So I just think of it as get back up and get on your feet sort of thing. Do you see it as a disability in your as a serious disability in your life? Well, as I say, you can just be walking down the street and then all of a sudden you can just find yourself fully unconscious in the middle of the road, absolutely covered in blood, and you've got no knowledge of what's just happened. Do you find that, regrettably, that some people may even think that you're drunk or that you've maybe been taking some uh, other substances? Or do you think people well, understand it as much as they should? Yeah, I've personally been spat on and kicked in the stomach while I was out, while I was collapsed on the floor, because that's exactly what they said to me, that I was a drunk and a, a drug addict. They just didn't understand. And, of course, you're sparing your words because you don't, you've got no control over anything that you're trying to do. You can't get up properly. So they just misunderstand what it is that you're going through. And then that's their natural reaction then. Yeah, it's certainly tragic in it itself. Um, what what would you say is the answer to you know making sure that doesn't happen, or you know it certainly happens less than it is currently? Well, I don't think other people can see the condition through your eyes. The idea to write the book is just to give other people the idea of what epilepsy is all about, not just to epileptics, but to other people at the same time. Now, talking about the book and getting back to the book, um, if you could choose one phrase or sentence that you think best describes this book, what would what would that be? Um, just the life of an ordinary person to whom exciting and definitely different things happen to. Very good answer there. When you right at the beginning, decided, I need to write this book. Tell us some of those ups and some of those downs, some of the challenges that you faced when you were writing this book. And you talk quite bravely about seeing the light-hearted side, the upside of things. Tell me the upside for you of writing this book. Well, the upside for myself was just to never let it get myself down and... That way you don't, there's no depression involved in the booth and you can just keep getting yourself off. If, it's as if um, I feel like it's my own life story but in, written in a revealing but humorous way for other people to find help in their own revolution. What did you find most difficult um when you were writing about what what were what were the biggest um, hurdles that you had to cross? Um, just coping with the affliction and the ongoing injuries sustained while trying to write, as well as moments of depression while seriously challenging, but generally just as seriously uplifting with writing, knowing others may benefit actually with any condition as similar. And how's the book been received? What kind of feedback have you had, not only from immediate family and friends and so on, but, but generally speaking, how has the book been received by people? 
it hasn't been out a long time, so I'm not able to give... It's only been out since the 27th of November, so I'm not too sure on other people's points of view on that, to be honest, as yet. Okay, let me put it on a more personal level then. What do you think about the whole thing? What do you think of the book? Are you happy with the book? Do you feel that you would change anything about it? Um, and if I can look ahead to the future, um, has it inspired you to continue writing? And if you, if it has, what do you have in the in the pipeline that we can look forward yeah. to? Yeah, it's definitely made me happier to write the first book. And there is a second book coming out this year. Okay, tell us a little bit about the second book, please. Um, well, the first one's just, let's say, a little bit delicate, just to start the story off, with it being a two-life story. Um, the second one is, let's say, a little bit more graphic, when I moved into a bungalow with no stairs. But it just tells you from another ongoing story, but from a different point of view then, and a graphic point of view as well. So when can we expect your second book to be available for your readers and for our listeners? Um, I'm not too sure about that. It only got sent to the publishers in January, so I'm not too sure of how long it's going to take to be completely published. Now you you've got one book that's published. You've you've got uh, another book on its way to being published. What does the future hold for you uh, as a writer? What can you see being written and published in the future? Well, I definitely like to write a third one and possibly even more as well. Once again, completely all about the same life story. But once again, I don't know. If there is going to be anything else to write about, but it seems to have got the bug in me now to keep on writing. Well, that is wonderful to hear you say that. Now, in closing, is there anything that we haven't talked about, anything that we haven't covered during the inter- interview so far that you feel is important for your readers to know and also about for our listeners to know? Just to carrying on to be honest now I believe there's a website that our, our listeners can visit that they'll find out more about the book and about you as a writer is that correct yes that's correct it's on um, epilepsybooks.com well it's like a, um, a blog page which will tell you everything about the book and places to buy the book from as well different places apart from Amazon and Google um, you could buy it from that site directly, but it'll give you a preview of the couple of pages of the book so you can read, you know, from the start. And I think it's six pages from the start of the book that you can actually read to give motivation to other people before they actually buy the book. Well, that's certainly worthwhile because, as you mentioned, being able to get a taster of what the book's about uh, really will make our listeners want to go and buy the book. So thank you for that. Epilepsy, if you can't do it right, just do it properly, is published by Ex Libris and is available direct from the publishers at exlibris.com and all good bookstockists. I would like to once again thank my guest today, the author, Gavin Hogarth, for joining me. 
Many thanks, Gavin. And we wish him every success with not only this book, but his future writing. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you very much. This is Rick Bell for Toganet Radio 2.0. Thank you for listening. <laughs>